You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. And this is the show about our marriage. And our money. Hey, husband. Hey there. Okay, so before we get started, we wanted to make sure that everyone is aware that this podcast, so every single episode, is is rated explicit. So in case you're in the company of young listeners, consider yourself warned. I just can't be responsible for Chris's mouth. Neither can I, really. <laughs> you just never know when he's going to drop something unexpected. I've yet to drop the F-bomb, but I'm so excited to. <laughs> now you have full permission. And also, Chris has an announcement. Yeah, I was thinking about this the other day. Nothing really prompted it except that I was realizing I I joke about my disdain for financial advisors, mm-hmm. and then I'm also kind of bombastic about our financial advice that we're offering. Mm-hmm. Um, and I may have mentioned that I, I offer or we offer qualified advice, but that's totally not true because we're not qualified experts in anything money-related <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. So as we discuss things, obviously... Um, don't necessarily take them to heart, do your own due diligence, etc. That's right. We're just mostly offering our personal experience and anecdotes and Yeah, we're not responsible for your terrible mistakes. Oh no. <laughs> Only kidding. What expertise do you have though? What well, expertise can you offer us? I do have a PhD. That's true. So that's something. Maybe we'll have some food related questions at some point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll drop some knowledge. Okay. Okay, so I guess we always start out, what's going on in our lives? It's it's pretty exciting. It's Saturday night. Mm-hmm. The boys are asleep. I mean, that's pretty exciting right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm exhausted and it's 8.15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's, let's see, it's the start of the new semester. That's right. So I taught my first class on Friday, mm-hmm. which is always fun. The first class is always exciting because I do this thing with my students. Any of my <laughs> students reveal listen your to trick. this. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't. well now you told everyone i think you have to say it well so i do this thing um to make them believe i'm brilliant when i'm not (laughs) (laughs) is i well in in the um the software that we use for our online courses so i teach a hybrid courses partly online partly in class uh i can pull up their pictures and their names so Mm -hmm. i can see my entire class roster roster. and so i try to memorize their faces and their names um at least partially to Mm -hmm. some extent so that when I go into class, yeah, I go into class and I have all of them say who they are and why they're interested in the class that they're taking from me. Mm -hmm. And then I I go around one time, they've all said their names and I write it down because I still, I'm still memorizing like on the spot. But, um, once it's all done, then I go back through and I name them all and show them (laughs) that I know who they are. And I mean, in part that's meant to, I actually want to know who they are and it engenders good discussion, but also it makes them think, wow, he's, He's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) And then how long does it take before that realization wears off? (laughs) (laughs) I try to distract them (laughs) as long as possible. (laughs) Yeah, I've never, I've seen Chris, I've seen you speak many times, but I've never attended one of your classes. I kind of want to sneak in one time. Yeah. I think, I think they think I'm brilliant until I grade their first papers and then they think I'm an asshole. (laughs) So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) That's, that's when the switch happens. Watch out. Um, so yeah, actually with the start of the semester, that kind of brings for us and our family kind of needing to find our new routine and rhythm because 
you've been home in the summer, you know, it's been definitely just a more laid back schedule. And so kind of all of a sudden we're back to kind of more mornings that are rushed because maybe you have an early meeting. So we need to get to that, um, evening commitments. I just feel like we're more tired at the end of the day, dishes start piling up. And so we've just been kind of talking like we need to get into maybe some better or just establish some habits from the outset. Like we've been talking, okay, we cannot go to bed unless the kitchen is clean. It's yeah. so hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it has to be done, but I do angry cleaning at night. I think <laughs> <laughs> You're so effective at it though. Like just tonight, the kitchen, I swear it was a disaster. And I went to nurse Cedric and put him to sleep and it was sp- like sparkling clean when I got back, like 15 minutes yeah. later. Well, I have an anger problem, but I get angry at inanimate objects yes. and dirty things. And so, um, you, and you use, you channel it into productivity yeah, and I cleanliness. Do. Well, it's it, really awesome. I go into hyperdrive. It's yes. manic mode, angry <laughs> manic mode. It's really awesome. Yeah. Okay. And so then besides just like keeping our house from devolving into squalor, the <laughs> other thing is I feel like just being more laid back in the summer, I don't know, just once we get into the school year and the semester, it's just so, so busy. So I was thinking since we do carpool all the time, I was thinking maybe we could like have a weekly coffee date or something like get to work early just one morning a week. Mm -hmm. And I am bringing this up for the first time. I'm putting (laughs) you on the spot so you cannot (laughs) say no. because we'll get angry emails from our listeners. (laughs) Why won't you go on a weekly coffee date with Kelsey? Well, I'm happy to. That'll be awesome. (laughs) Um, But just know that you are my enabler. And and I will explain this a little bit later in this very podcast. That's right, because that's part of our entertainment dollars that Uh you have a problem Uh with. So now I can shift blame, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So this is great for me. It's like a (laughs) win-win. Let's go on a weekly coffee date. (laughs) Oh, That's really funny. Okay, well, I guess just... Um, it's like crazy hot here right now. And, um, this is like the time of year when I start to get a little depressed because it's still <laughs> going to be hot for, I mean, eight, 10 more weeks, like yeah. a long time. It's and, it's possible to be up to a hundred, probably even yeah. up to Halloween. And I don't know if we said, but we live in Arizona in like the Phoenix suburbs. So we are in, I mean, the, it's, it's so hot in, in some, <laughs> some depth of hell yes. on earth. <laughs> Exactly. Temperature wise, exactly. It's a pleasant place to be. Exactly. Um, so it's so so hot, but um, just amidst like just kind of like a typical week and stuff. There were two really awesome things. One, Cedric waved for the first time, <laughs> and it was so cute. Um, I was picking the boys up from daycare on my own, and I came into his room at daycare, and he's always just so excited to see me. He gets this big, just goofy grin, and he's just like waving with just like one arm just wildly like just big (laughs) huge waves it was so cute so that made me really happy um and then today we had an awesome hangout um at our friend's house this morning with breakfast with them and stuff and then we went swimming and Cedric went swimming for the first time yeah not on his own not on his own we did hold (laughs) (laughs) we are responsible parents (laughs) of our (laughs) eight-month-old But yeah, and he was so happy. He just like sat there and just was his happy self. It was so cute. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> a lot of fun. Um, okay, so yeah, I guess that's life right now. Anything else that you want to add? Uh, well, probably that um, 
I'm glad we're thinking about getting into some kind of rhythm because we started off with totally not the rhythm. Like my first day of class was Friday mm-hmm. and Thursday night, Cedric actually slept terribly. Oh, and so yeah. we were both up a ton. And, oh. um, and at the same time, I'm getting a book done. Mm-hmm. And I had a bunch of edits, a bunch of queries I had to complete. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were due Friday. And so because Cedric was up at two and wouldn't go back to sleep, mm-hmm. I just got up at three mm-hmm. and worked on all the book edits and then went to class exhausted. Still pulled off my little brilliance trick. <laughs> but, you know, that's not the that's not the rhythm we're looking for. Right. No. <laughs> okay. So we've gotten off on a bad foot. Yeah. Let's let's reset this week with our coffee date. Okay. It's gonna be great. The <laughs> and my angry cleaning management skills. <laughs> All right. I like this plan a lot. <laughs> okay, so let's check in on our money. So um previously we talked about our annual income, which is about hundred and forty thousand dollars a year. And on this episode, we want to talk more about our monthly budget and also share some places where we found savings in our budget. Yeah. One hundred forty K is our is our gross income, just yes. in case anybody's wondering what I said annual income yeah but that could be that could be gross or net so oh, like, so see. before taxes I see is 140 <laughs> thank you Christopher <laughs> <laughs> just for clarification anyway so we thought we'd talk about since we talked broad numbers before one of the things we pride ourselves on is being pretty open about money because we think it's an important conversation to have because it helps people understand how to manage money better being mm-hmm. secretive about money is weird I don't know to us so yeah so we're not um <laughs> So anyway, in terms of monthly income after taxes, it used to be um, that we were taking home seventy nine hundred a month, and we talked last time in episode two about playing with our W fours and maximizing the money we get back per month in our paychecks, as opposed to having a bigger tax return. Right, and we did that, and it kicked in, and so now we're taking in eighty five hundred after taxes a month, which certainly is a lot. We're very, we're very lucky to be making that kind of money. Um, but one thing to note is that for nine months out of the year, that includes money that I actually, um, save for summertime. So we're making $8,500 a month for nine months out of the year. Right. And 2,800 a month for the other three. And so, um, during those nine months, I, I hold back $800 each of those months mm-hmm. for paying bills in the summertime because I don't get paid in the summertime. Mm-hmm. So it's it's slightly richer sounding than it actually is, I guess yeah. I would say. But sometimes you do get paychecks in the summer if you're teaching or doing research and stuff, but we just don't always know very far in advance what you know what opportunities you might have. So we don't count on that money and include it part of our annual budget. We That's kind of some windfall yeah kind of that we include yeah not windfall i mean oh. I, you know i'm working for it <laughs> well i mean <laughs> but no yeah it's, it's extra money that we weren't planning on it's not in in our we create annual budgets and it's not in our annual budget but right there you go right <laughs> <laughs> sorry no no <laughs> um okay so our big expenses in our budget um daycare is actually our biggest expense when we just had the one kid dash it was about six hundred dollars a month now it is ranges from eighteen hundred to two thousand dollars a month and that Mm -hmm. ranges just because we pay weekly so just depending on how many weeks in a particular month our mortgage is twelve seventy five and so those are kind of our really two big expenses. And then we're saving $1,500 a month. A thousand of that we have earmarked going to saving to pay off the house like we talked about. 
Um, and then another 500 is going towards just like our short-term savings that we have available for, you know, car repairs or just kind of as a comfortable cushion. Mm -hmm. Is that a term? Comfortable cushion? I think I meant peace of mind (laughs) or like cushion, (laughs) but like a peaceful cushion (laughs) of money. You don't want an uncomfortable cushion, so seems appropriate. (laughs) Okay. Um, but the nice thing is that with the, the changes in the W4, um, it's, it's, I guess, financial semantics, like we get that money back in a, in a big, um, tax return or we get it per month. But, but when we get it back per month, we can automate it into the savings for the house and that sort of thing. And as a result, um, we're now saving 32% of our gross income goes to retirement and other savings and 16% of our take-home income now is going to, um, non-retirement savings. So, I mean, non-retirement account savings. So we'll put it into investments and that kind of thing. Gotcha. Do you know what's funny? What? Percentages, it means nothing to me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think you think in percentages a lot. Uh And like, when you start talking percentages, I just, (laughs) I basically stop listening. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) That's a lot of the time. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's good because I think that percentages make sense like more sense to some people and for me it's just like the dollar amount I mean because if I think if you say a percentage then I'm like well what was the dollar amount we're, we were talking about and I'm trying to calculate it and then it's too late well that's interesting because like the the goal for me in my mind is is how much of our income can we get into savings and get out of our our expenses or other okay you know, so you're like looking at that percentage because you're trying to maximize it yeah yeah gotcha. and, and which like we could say we save fifteen hundred dollars a month but you know that could be a fifteen hundred out of like ten thousand dollars or fifteen thousand dollars we take home and that's not as big a deal right if it's like five thousand you know then you're making you know mm. you're doing a really good job so the percentage to me, like how much higher can we get that every point mm-hmm. is a big deal to me. So, Interesting. I yeah. just got some insight into your mind right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is sometimes good, sometimes bad for our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we thought we'd also talk about strengths and weaknesses that, that we perceive in our budget. I'm yeah. sure others can look at and... and, and and critically assess it for us too. And we'd be happy to hear your thoughts on send us that email. Yeah. (laughs) We can't wait to get it because we can totally ignore it. If we want that to not affect our, (laughs) our own reality, (laughs) if it's not a friendly email, no, but, um, in terms of strengths. So one thing that's clear probably from all these podcasts, if you've listened to them all is that we really, really focus on savings. Um, we're not like rabid savers. I wish we could save more, but it's pretty hard when you have two kids in daycare and all these things. And so we're happy with how much we save. We wish we could save more, but we try to protect that savings at all costs or, or maybe more appropriately, it's, it's protecting our savings against all costs. Um, just letting that, not even going to acknowledge it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, if the, if that quick silence there and it was not like an audible <laughs> eye roll <laughs> to you, I, I saw it. Um, so yeah, so we, I told you that you'd make puns on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really a pun. It's just a play cheesy, on, cheesy play, play on, on words. words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Yeah. I'm going to cut some of this out. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) We'll see about that. I'm the one editing it. Move along, please. The other thing we focus on is reducing expenses, and we made major improvements there in the past couple of years. Yeah, there have been 
big ones and smaller ones. So the big things that we've done, we refinanced our house um, about a year and a half ago. That was big. That was big. We were able to double the principal that we pay each month. We reduced the term, so the length of our mortgage, by five years. We dropped the interest rate from 525 to 4%. And we also were able to eliminate mortgage insurance, which was... per month as part of our mortgage payment. The awesome thing about it was that our mortgage payment actually stayed exactly the same, even though we're paying more principal and eliminated, you know, the mortgage insurance, all these things. Um, It ended up being a total of $4,300, but we rolled most of that cost into the new mortgage and we only paid $700 out of pocket. It was just well worth it to us. Um, a little over a year ago, too, we actually went down to just being a one-car household. Chris was driving a truck, and it just kind of was becoming impractical for our family. It wasn't fitting Dashiell's car seat. We were about to have another kid. So we decided, you know, if we need to replace your car anyway to get another family car, maybe we could just try getting by on one car. And happy to say it's been going great. We love just having one car. We just drive a 2008 Prius. and. Mm-hmm. it's awesome we bike a lot more we take mm-hmm. public transportation which yep. which we actually enjoy for a lot of reasons so mm-hmm. it's great yeah and the last really big thing that we did we paid off my student loans which were about forty thousand dollars when i graduated from graduate school in 2008 we were just kind of making the standard payments on those and i think that i, ha- I had a smaller one that had a 10-year term and a bigger one that had like a 25-year term so we we're just kind of making the payments and then you know, we just decided that was our highest interest rate at 7%. And we just said, we got to get rid of this, even though, you know, student loan, student loans, some people say isn't bad debt, but we just, we just wanted to get rid of it. So we just started attacking that. And right before Cedric was born, we paid that off. So that's saving us about $4,200 a year. Yeah. That's one of the financial feats I'm most proud of for us. It we, was we really did that in a single year. Yeah. And it was, once we decided on it, we put, you know, like halfway pay down point on the calendar. And it was just really exciting every mm-hmm. time we like put a little extra money towards it and like knocked it down. Mm-hmm. And that's been something that we've done, like make these little financial goals and just celebrate along the way, the yeah, milestones. Yeah. And I think that that helps it be, um, I don't know, something kind of fun. I mean, money sometimes can feel stressful and I don't know, not fun. A lot of people probably wouldn't think of that word first but anyway yeah and actually what was so what was so fun is that when was it like just a week ago Mm -hmm. or we actually on our we like have a shared kind of work calendar we can see each other's work calendars and we had marked July 31st as Kelsey's loans paid off because that was the original payment yeah I mean that it that was for paying it off early but we ended up paying it off even earlier than we thought so yeah we just decided we we had opportunities to throw more money at it. We were saving a lot of money. We had already had a lot of money saved. I had some other investments that I, I but long-term investments that I just mm-hmm. decided to cash in just to knock this thing out. It yeah. just became a, a huge priority. And so we, yeah, we got it done seven months in advance. Yeah. It was very exciting. Yeah. It was very cool. <laughs> so those big things are a big deal, but um, small things we don't often think of as you know, it's tinkering with our budget, but not a big deal, but they actually can add up a lot too. And so we did a bunch of these things. 
um, just probably within the past year and a half that made a big difference. And so, for example, our cell phones, we just finally accomplished this for the both of us. We used to have an AT&T plan, uh, the both of us, so the, the two-year rolling contract kind of thing. Um, but we use iPhones, and, and we got to the point where we paid those off because you know having contracts with cell phone companies is really about paying off an expensive phone you know, and otherwise paying us a moderate amount for the service. Since we have two paid-off phones and we're pretty happy with those and we'll stick with those, um, it doesn't make sense to do a post-paid contract-based thing anymore. So we got rid of those and we got onto what's called... An, <laughs> like your hand gesture, you were like, we got rid of those. Yeah, I just swept them away. <laughs> <laughs> um, got rid of those and got onto um, an MVNO, which is a mobile virtual network operator. So you can Google this and you'll find all sorts of different plans that are available and you'll find that they're extremely cheap. So if you have a paid off phone or if you're not planning on upgrading, quote unquote, a phone, you know, after your contract is done, this is a, a huge money saver for you. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> Just because you are so excited about this. I get so excited I about know. this. Um, anyway, we paid <laughs> 125 bucks a month. Used to pay 125 a month. Now we're 50 bucks for two phones each month. So satisfying. So that saves almost a thousand dollars a year, 900 bucks a year. Mm -hmm. So that's you know that seems like a small thing, but it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. We also talked about getting rid of our TV. I think last time we mm -hmm. had ditched cable or direct TV. We were getting um, a couple years before that, just because I actually write about this on on my blog somewhere that it's just ridiculous how much content you pay for, but don't actually watch. Mm -hmm. Like even though people watch an insane amount of TV per right. month or per week, you, you don't even come close to the total content that you're actually paying for. So it's a silly waste of money. Um, but we got rid of that and that, that added up to about $600 a year as well. Kelsey was really good a couple years ago at, um, sort of reorganizing some things in our house to get rid of paper products. So mm -hmm. that was one of our sustainability initiatives. And <laughs> did we had a sustainability initiative at the house. <laughs> we did. I like that. <laughs> we didn't call it that, but we're no. calling them that forevermore. Okay. I'm going to talk about more in this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so we got rid of paper towels mm -hmm. and paper napkins, which we never really used. I guess I mean, a lot of times we just use paper towels for napkins, mm -hmm. but we got cloth napkins and we got just tons of dishcloths and other towels that we can use for wiping up spills. We don't care if they get dirty and we just have tons so we can go through them all the time. And actually we did that um, like five years ago. And I mean, we just have not missed them. I certainly yeah. don't miss buying paper towels all the time. So yeah, for sure. And we estimate that that saved us probably 200 bucks a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So then, you know, a couple other things which are smart, but it took me a long time to actually get on board with. I don't know why, but Kelsey had to, to prod me to do this, but I'm glad she, she was so persistent <laughs> <laughs> at her prodding, um, is shopping around our car and home insurance, mm -hmm. which we hadn't done. We were with uh, State Farm for a long time, mm -hmm. which we thought they were great because it seemed so relationship based. We'd actually go in and meet with the, our agent and, you know, talk things through. But then we finally compared rates and saw with Progressive, who are with currently, um, we could save 200 bucks a year mm -hmm. by just switching over with the with equivalent coverage. coverage. And we called State Farm and talked to them. They're like, yeah, we can't match that. So see personal, <laughs> personal relationship out the window. Yeah. Peace. All right. So we don't feel too bad. So <laughs> here we are with Progressive and saving 200 bucks a year. But the thing about, you know, talking about these big and small things that we did, if you total it all up, which I just did, um, <laughs> we actually eliminated $7,000 a year of unneeded expenses. That's incredible. 
it it's it, it's I think it's mind blowing because that's that's the kind of stuff you you often think you look at your budget and expenses kind of just get built in over time, but reviewing things and looking to see what can be gotten rid of. There's a, a lot of money oftentimes built in that we don't need to be spending. But if you add in the loan payments that we're not making anymore on, on your student loans, mm-hmm. um, we're looking at $11,000 a year. Whoa. And here's one more thing. I'm just, I'm just, I love, and here's one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just seeing these numbers for the first time myself, actually. It's also very exciting yeah. for me. And that's not all. <laughs> um, the other thing about this is, so I estimated that and this is pretty accurate that we're saving four thousand dollars a year not driving around my truck. Mm-hmm. But my truck was paid off. It was a pretty cheap thing to maintain. Right. Most people's cars cost them, and these are AAA data, between seven and ten thousand dollars a year to maintain. Whoa. So, that's a lot. So if you get listener out there in the <laughs> you world. Listener out there. If you if you have multiple cards, you get rid of one, you're probably looking at a much higher savings per year than than what we now enjoy. So gotcha. it's a it's a big deal getting rid of a car. Um, okay, but we're not perfect. No, we're not perfect. We do love, to, I, at least I love to brag <laughs> openly <laughs> to people. <laughs> so we should also probably talk about weaknesses. Yes. Um, and throw some real life in here. Yeah. So, so obviously we're not perfect with money and, and I certainly am not. And so we have entertainment budgets that we try to stick to, but I can easily blow mine. And when I do, it's pretty much on coffee and sugar highs. Mm -hmm. Um, So I I love coffee. The thing is, I love to work in coffee shops. And there is a coffee shop near us called The Coffee Shop. That is my favorite place in the universe. And (laughs) um, because they have good coffee and they have incredible scones. And so I can drop six, seven dollars you know, going there to, mm-hmm. to work, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then also to enjoy my scone and my coffee, right. which, um, which six to $7, that's not a lot, but yeah. it's just the little things that add up. And I remember when we first started tracking our expenses in mint mm-hmm. and you then pulled up and saw coffee, 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 coffee. Yeah. I mean, you didn't think that it was that much of a problem, but I can't remember. I mean, yeah, I, t- I taste a little mocha flavored bile in the back of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it was very depressing. Yeah. And just when you work on campus, just, you know, you're surrounded by coffee shops. I mean, we both are, but you're kind of out and about during your days more. Mm-hmm. And so it's just so easy to Oh, we need to go do some work here. Grab a cup of coffee. I mean, yeah. Well, I so I thought of this phrase earlier today okay. that I'll use in my future book that will sell millions. Um, <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> the problem is in the pattern. So, oh. right. So, I mean, has it's, no one said that before? Well, you I'm better, not. You better Google it and trademark <laughs> it before this podcast comes out. But but it's true. So like you know, if you go out to eat, even at fancy restaurants that are expensive, whatever you know, obviously it's fine and that's fun. Or if you go out for coffee you know, but infrequently that's fine and that's great. But when you're doing it consistently, like I can fall victim to, especially during the school year when I'm tired and, you know, running from campus to campus, Mm -hmm. that is when you start, that's when it eats away at your goals. The problem is in the pattern, Chris. There you go. (laughs) Knowledge. (laughs) Knowledge. (laughs) Okay. So, um, (laughs) my uh okay my weaknesses not coffee so much i can resist buying coffee out Mm -hmm. except now at our weekly coffee date which i'm so looking forward to enabler (laughs) you see foreshadowing foreshadowing (laughs) (laughs) um okay so i i have like a never-ending list of house projects you know this well Mm -hmm. you hear about them frequently Mm -hmm. and so it's not so much that i'm spending money on the house all the time but i 
I sort of have like a mental, I've like spent the money mentally in my head already in the future. So (laughs) I just, I just feel like kind of that looking around, seeing things I want to improve or change. Wait, wait, wait. So this is interesting. I have to stop you because in a previous episode, I mentioned that I was banking $1,500 in my mental bank, but (laughs) it sounds like you're actually in debt in your mental financial institution. So it's like a joint. We have a joint mental (laughs) account. You bank it. I spend it. It works out perfectly. <laughs> okay, so there's that. Um, and then actually, my, you know, the sacrifices that I've gone through to birth our boys. <laughs> See, I hear this all the time. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Obviously, you can play this card a lot, but I just don't. What, what's the limit on this? Readers, uh, listeners, rather. <laughs> write in. None of the readers are going to be <laughs> writing to you. <laughs> write in and tell me when Kelsey can stop using the... I birth our children card. Uh, never. Oh. Always good. Um, but it's just, you know, my maternity wardrobes and then post-maternity wardrobes. It just feels like for basically like two, two and a half years, I've been nearly in a constant transition. And so, you know, and I, I do try to keep my wardrobe kind of smaller. And so I feel like I'll, you know, maybe after losing weight after Dashiell, I was ready to get rid of some stuff. I mean, I kept my maternity clothes, but... I don't know, pre-pregnancy stuff, I was ready to get rid of it. And then, so then I kind of had to start building back up my work wardrobe. So anyway, I just feel like those fluctuations have like cost some money. Um, and then the, my love and the ease of Amazon and Etsy shopping. (laughs) And I feel like a lot of times it is initially for good, like on Amazon, I'm going to get something for the boys or something that we actually do need for around the house. But Mm -hmm. then I kind of think of those other things that we don't really need, but I want. Yeah. It's (laughs) like the equivalent of the the checkout aisle in the grocery store and you can like just reach just left or right and grab some quick candy bar. I don't know if it's quite as spontaneous. I feel like I do think about things a little bit more, but you know, I don't know. It'll just be a little pair of earrings on Etsy. And I mean, I have thought about it for a while, but then I just decide I want it. So what <laughs> Just am, a little pair. What am just I going to do? Pair. Just one more what pair. Am I I just one more pair. Just one more pair, man. <laughs> I don't have, I, I don't feel like I have a lot of other vices and maybe that are typical of, or that women are typically ascribed to have like mm-hmm. shoes and bags and even clothes and makeup and stuff. So Oh for sure. I and can have a little pair goodness. of a little pair of earrings every now and then. I'm I'm happy for that that exchange. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> One of the reasons I love you is because you don't indulge in all that uh I don't want to say silliness, but you know it's, yeah. those things add up. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so those are kind of eh, those are kind of some of our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Maybe some maybe some of our listeners can relate. Okay, so let's move and on. Readers. And and our readers. <laughs> so let's move on to listener questions. You guys have sent in some awesome questions and we love to get them at hey matrimony, that's M-O-N-E-Y at gmail.com. This past week several people asked similar questions about how to balance paying off debt with building savings and also saving for retirement. First of all, just know that you're not alone in grappling with deciding where to focus on, you know, between these things. It's really tough. And it's something that we've thought a lot about how to balance and are frequently re-evaluating our allocation. So, you know, I don't think that there's one right answer for anyone. Yeah, for sure. It, it all, I mean, it's, when you go online, you look this stuff up. This is, that's totally one of the mm-hmm. major questions people are always asking and get stuck on. 
for some people, you know, it's about maximizing cash flow. That's the important thing. Like just eliminating expenses, getting as much cash per month as possible. For other people, it might be planning for retirement or even early retirement and how to invest for that. And then still others might just sort of have the philosophical need just to not be beholden to whoever their lender is and, and pay off that debt. So debt elimination is the goal. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with any of those approaches. Obviously they're all, it all depends on what you care about, what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Um, if we were to use us as a, as like a case study, we were kind of a mix of all those approaches. And so we started by just thinking about, you know, what's almost our vision for our our marriage, like mm-hmm. in our financial situation, what do we want for our lives and mm-hmm. what are our goals and mm-hmm. our opportunities to accomplish those goals? Yeah. And we determined that we have probably, we have two main goals. We wanted to build a strong savings for retirement and possibly enable early retirement. And we want to maximize flexibility with our time as soon as possible. Um, Chris already has a lot of flexibility in his job and I have definitely some flexibility in my job, but I would love to be able to spend more time on my own creative projects and also have the ability to spend a lot of time with my family in Austin. Yeah. So short term, we had opportunities to build towards those goals. And and I think we took it in, in a few steps and this is, you know, this is one way to go about it, not the plan. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you, depending on how much you're making and where your money's going, you'll have maybe different steps to take. Mm -hmm. But for us, the first thing we wanted to do was build some emergency savings, um, which I think is prudent in most cases. Like it's just good to have some cash around that you can quickly use in case of whatever comes up. Uh, What did I call it? A peaceful cushion? uh, Yeah. A comfortable cushion. Can we call it that on the show? Or a peaceful cushion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're a peaceful cushion of cash. (laughs) That's not going in my book. (laughs) Uh, So, Yeah. So we built an emergency savings. Um, one thing I would say though, is that I think one of the, um, um, something that's come out of the downturn, the economic downturn of the past few years has been this like crazy idea that you've got to save up like many, many, many months of emergency savings. And I think maybe for some people in some types of careers, maybe that somehow makes sense. Um, and maybe it does make sense when things are really bad financially, like nationally, mm-hmm. but we're coming out of that recession and, um, and it's easier for people to, not, you know, it's a solved problem, but it's easier for people to get jobs. So I don't think like six months or eight months or 10 months of savings is necessary anymore for us. It was just maybe having going to put a little asterisk on that, that Chris is not a financial planner <laughs> just as he's telling you not to save up months and months of cash. That's right. Not a financial planner. <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Um, that's important to remember. Um, so yeah, so so we saved maybe a couple months worth tops, and that works for our situation. I have pretty good stability in my job. I'm a tenured professor, um, and so that that's you know something we can kind of bank on. But we I, definitely I have think previously before you got tenure, we did have m- closer to somewhere between three and six months saved up. I, I think before you got yeah, tenure, and I think after right. after that, your job was then guaranteed, very secure. And so Mm -hmm. we felt comfortable letting that emergency savings get lower. A lot of that we use towards paying off my student loans, but that's that's when we felt more comfortable doing that because we had a guaranteed source of income. Yeah. Yeah. 
So step one, build an emergency savings of some kind. I think that's generally a useful thing. But step two was actually eliminating expenses. And so for us in our situation, again, we want to maximize flexibility. So like if I wanted to, I could not work a whole lot or just work a little bit, but do it from anywhere in the summertime, three months out of the year. At some point, if we reduce expenses enough and my income is plenty to both live on and save what we need to for retirement, it'd be great if Kelsey would have the flexibility to work or not work. And then three months out of the year, we could possibly be a non-working family and visit our, our family in Austin and do all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to work really hard on eliminating expenses. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about before, mm-hmm. um, for us, and that's where the, you know, thinking about your short-term opportunities kind of comes in. So one of those things was eliminating some debt. So we had this, this big student loan, but that was at like a seven or 8% mm-hmm. interest rate. But we had, we realized the ability to knock it out really fast and that opened up like $350 of cash per month that we could put towards other mm-hmm. financial goals. That may or may not be feasible for other people that have high, mm-hmm. you know, high amounts of loans or high interest rates, whatever. But for us, because it was possible, we decided that that was a key first thing. So we went ahead and, and did that. And finally, step three then for us now is investing. And so we are saving a lot of money, but we're also then investing it to try to make it work for us. Um, and that's for us, that's going into a Vanguard, um, total market, uh, stock market index fund. And, um, <clears throat> that actually, and I think Vanguard is one of the best firms out there, um, in terms of just getting the most for your money and really low fees on, on things that you're investing in. So anyway, that's where our money goes in terms of investing. So yeah, the, the debt reduction versus investing question is one that people get stuck on and it, it just depends on your goals and that's kind of how it played out for us. Okay, so let's move on to one big thing. All right. <laughs> um, let's see. I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> I think my one big thing is actually going to be this podcast. We've kind of talked about it for a long time. We worked on it. We recorded our first couple of episodes. And then this past week of when we're recording this, um, we launched and, you know, shared it with friends and shared it online. And I don't know, it's just, it's just been so fun. It's been really, really fun to see it out in the world. It's the first creative project I think that we've worked on together. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it's just kind of new and different. It's fun for us, like, as like just kind of a fun project in our marriage and our relationship. And then, yeah, it's a really fun creative project that I'm excited to keep working on. It was 100% Kelsey's idea. And I thought it'd just be an interesting thing to kind of do, but I'm realizing it's, I absolutely love it. It's such a great thing <laughs> awesome. to do but together. But you did think of the name, which I thought I was did. genius. So you well, have thank that. You. <laughs> <laughs> and what's your one big thing this week? My one big thing is two big things. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, two new sustainability initiatives. Do you know what it could be? That's related to number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I just make a pun? Ah, you, uh, yeah, see, you oh. made the cheesy joke. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> That's what happens when you're married to me for many years. It's so true. So two initiatives that we launched in our house, one that Kelsey actually has been heading up, which um, I posted about this on my blog a, a few weeks back when I was talking about one of our grocery shopping trips and noted how many plastic bags there were that I was worried about were going to the landfill. But they're recyclable plastic bags, just some of those can be recycled by our town, but some not. Mm -hmm. But our university has a recycling program. And as it turns out, we can save those plastic bags, bring them to the university, and they'll recycle them. So that's really reducing some of the waste that's coming out of our house. So Mm -hmm. I'm really happy about that. The other one I want to talk about, aside from plastic, is poop. (laughs) And this is the one I'm heading up. (laughs) Um, Heading up. That's the wrong side of the body, I guess. But... 
<laughs> so anyway, um, in the vein of eliminating paper products, I don't remember how I got on this, but actually investigated toilet paper and how bad it is for the environment, all the resources that go into it. I actually posted about this on the blog as well. We'll put the links in the show notes. Um, but it turns out it's one of the most terrible things we do in terms of environmental destruction. And it's not a comfortable thing to do, wadding up a bunch of paper and wiping it across very sensitive, thin-skinned areas. Um, but it turns out there are things out there people have been using for a long time that do the job much more cleanly, much more sustainably, and for a lot less cost, like bidets, for example, and what's called a douchette, which is basically a handheld bidet. So because we have a diaper sprayer in one of our <laughs> bathrooms, which we use to clean off cloth diapers, um, I called it, I, I dubbed it douchette. <laughs> And went a week, did a, a week-long test to see if I could go without using toilet paper. I now call you Duchette. Yeah. It was a solemn moment. Um, anyway, so I went a week without using toilet paper, used the Duchette, and we used our reusable wipes that we have for our kids, or I did, um, to just pat dry. And <laughs> this is really getting really personal, much more personal than I thought we would get on the podcast. I'm a nutrition guy. We talk poop. It's no big deal. Yeah. Um, All right. That's... Anyway. So what that's I realized, a, though, is of, that... It's a lot about your bum. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Freudian thing, I guess. But anyway, <laughs> so it's awesome to go without toilet paper. It saves the environment. It's, it'll save you money because you don't have to buy it. And it's a much more pleasant experience, frankly. Um, so we're, we are now implementing that housewide, or will be soon. <laughs> All right. Maybe we could talk about that over a weekly coffee date. <laughs> no, but I, I have tried it, and I will vouch. It is awesome. Yeah. It is like much cleaner. I don't know. I think that sometimes like you share this on Facebook, like your personal Facebook that you're going to do this. And I think maybe people think you're not using toilet paper and just, I don't know, think you're not using anything or something. But anyway, it actually... I, <laughs> just I, getting up and I, walking out. Well, I don't know. People had <laughs> such a reaction. Yeah. I like that that was like so crazy and so weird and... And, but actually the reality is I feel like it seems a lot cleaner and, and also it's used all around the world. And, yeah. Yeah. You know. So anyway, yeah, just kind of interesting, yeah. but let's wrap this up. Um, if you enjoy the show, a star rating or a review on iTunes would mean the world to us. It really helps other people find the show. Um, and also please head over to our website, love and matrimony, M O N E Y.com to find the show notes for this episode where we are hoping to post our budget in the future with mm -hmm. all the all the um all the line items in it so that is a task for us Christopher I'm not <laughs> sure if it'll be out by the time this episode is out um and we would love to hear about your budget you can leave a comment on the episode and you can also offer your own advice um to our listener questions about ba balancing savings and retirement savings and paying down debt. Yours might even be qualified. Exactly. Maybe so. <laughs> we would love to hear your thoughts. You can also get in touch on Twitter where Hey Matrimony. And as we said before, email us at Hey Matrimony, M-O-N-E-Y at gmail.com. So we're signing off, reminding you to love your honey, not your money. Okay, can you just do an introduction? Say like, this is the Matrimony Podcast. This is the Matrimony Podcast. <laughs>